0: Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Amen. You. God bless you. I'm to talk. Uh, the reason that I'm to talk slow is because I'm still learning English. See, in Brazil we speak Portuguese. We don't speak Spanish. If you speak Spanish, I speak Spanish too. But the people in Brazil do not speak Spanish; it's Portuguese. Okay. And um, I'll call my wife to come and she will sing to you and she will sing in Portuguese, the language that we speak in Brazil. But I can teach you how to say something, words, some words in in Portuguese. Do you want to learn? Okay, say pizza. Pizza. Okay, (laughs) cheeseburger. Coca Cola, eh, sí, you are learning. Amigo, yeah. I mean, my They'll
1: see. Deus. morreu por meus pecados mas ressurgiu e vivo com o Pai está porque ele vive posso crer no amanhã porque ele eu bem sei eu sei que a minha vida está nas mãos de meu Jesus que vivo está e quando enfim Porque ele vive, posso crer no amanhã. Porque. Jesus, que vivo. in Brazil we speak Portuguese. This is the language that we speak, ok?
0: No matter where I go, people ask me, Brother Moses, we understand that you are Brazilian, but where did you learn your funny English? <laughs> and I say, In Kentucky. See? <laughs> is is anyone here from Paducah, Kentucky? Let me see, no, no one. Is anyone from Kentucky? Yeah, see. Kentucky girl, Kentucky girl, yeah, okay. And, um, but if you like biscuits and gravy, you, you love my English. I speak a hillbilly English. I have my family, uh, my, my wife, and uh, we have uh, two girls and one boy. Everyone is married, and I'm so thankful what God is doing To our family, each one is serving the Lord. Each one is getting involved in their churches. And this means a lot to us, means a lot to me. And I'm so thankful. Let me talk a few words about about Brazil. But uh, before that, I want to say thank you for your faithful support from 1987. You are supporting us. When I came here the first time, I was a young boy. And I was handsome. And all this good, see. But uh, the time is running out. And uh, thank you for your support. I never, I don't remember one time that you forgot. No one month that you forgot to send our support. But I want for you to put this in your hearts. In your heart. Uh, I want for you to send your pastor there to preach for us. Say amen. Amen. Okay. If you don't have money, you don't need the money. Just write a check, okay? (laughs) Send send him there. We have a goal in Brazil for the next years, next two, two years, to establish, to start one more church. And we are, we came to the United States to stay three months, but also to report our church and also to raise some money to, to be able to buy this piece a lot that cost like $70,000 with the papers and all these things. But um, I just want for you to, to pray about To pray about Okay. Brazil is a huge country. A lot of people, a lot of young people, it's young people for all over. We have a two hundred forty million people, and everybody, everyone speaks Portuguese. We have a thirty states in Brazil, but the, some of those states the size is like Texas, big states, big states. And uh, in my state, place called Saint Catherine, uh, there was no one missionary before. He was the first missionary. To go to that state. We had a. Catholic church for all over. And they have those big cathedral. It's a lot. It's expensive to build one of those. And all the money. Comes from the poor people. And the Catholic church. They controls the people. They controls the mind. Of the people. And they controls everything. And. Pray about Brazil. We have uh, men that we led to the Lord. They took our Bible college, and now they are ready to go. They are, we established eight churches, eight, with your help, with, you, with your prayers, and with your financial support. It's eight churches. Every church is already paid for, every church. We have a preacher boys there working full time. We never went to the bank asking for money. We know how to do that. Some churches, we made our blocks by hand. And uh, some, our own people, build. They know how build the churches. And uh, they got involved. And now we have we have a church. We have a Bible college. We have a rehabilitation center. It's, it's no big the rehabilitation center, yes, is a big thing. But the, the, uh, the Bible college is just three or four rooms there, three rooms, that uh, we teach the Bible. And after they, uh, they had to study, they have to stay there study the Bible four years. And this is what we are doing there. there. And we'll be back, we came two months ago, we'll be back in two more weeks. Really, next week, We'll be back to to Brazil. It's October 28th, I guess. We'll be back to Brazil. Let's say this to you. I love the United States. I love to be here. It's a nice place. It's so beautiful. Everything works so good. And uh, you have Kentucky Fried Chicken for all over. See? (laughs) Kentucky Fried Chicken is almost heaven. In Florianópolis, the place that we are working there, we have McDonald's. But who cares about McDonald's? See, we we need more Kentucky Fried Chicken there. Okay. Uh, Let me open your Bible, please. I have uh, two Bibles. One is in Portuguese, if you want to read after the service. And we have one in English, King James Bible. Open your Bible in Matthew chapter 9. I'll read some verses here, chapter 9, verses 35. Let's tend to read. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. He was moved with compassion on them because they find it and were started about as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples. The harvest truly is plenteous. But the labors are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest. That will send forth labors in his harvest. It's Matthew's. The first book on the New Testament. Chapter 9 verses 35 to 38. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father we are so thankful for what you are doing in our lives. We are thankful for all that you gave to us. You have given us so much. Help us to realize that time is honing out. Help us to realize that Jesus is coming. Help us to do our best in this last day. Give us love. Give us compassion for the souls. And help us during the time that we will be here talking about missions, we we ask your blessings in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh, Let me give you my testimony. Like I said, I go slow. The last 10 years, I was talking, teaching, in Portuguese. Now you come to the United States after 10 years. After 10 years, you had to preach in English. It's hard. It's very hard. But... I, I say I, I, in Portuguese, I have a freedom to preach. See, I, know, I don't need to stop and trying to find the words because I am from Brazil, I and my wife. I was born in the big city place called Porto Alegre. If you go to Brazil, on South Brazil, have this big city. Port, Porto, Porto means port, mean the, and, and, and Alegre means happy. Happy port. I was born there in 1950. Now you know my, my age. Uh, 1950, when I was a small boy, like a, 10 years old, I guess, my family, my mother, gave me to the Catholic seminary. Maybe you say, Brother Moses, trying to explain this better to me. Say, yeah, I was trying to explain this better to you. In Brazil, in South Brazil, where the Catholic priest is very, very strong, almost 100% of the people is Catholic. Uh, if they have a three boys or more, one, for sure, will be a gift to the Catholic seminary. And uh, it's a big family that most of the time they are not able to, to, to raise those kids. And I, and I was a gift. My mother gave, left me there in a Catholic seminary. And for almost four years I was there. I never saw my mother after that. But um, I came and the day was good to me. While I was studying to be a Catholic priest. This is, was the main reason that I was there. And they was good to me. They gave me good education. And um, I was sturdy. But one day, I stopped to think about what my grandma said to me. She said, uh, before I went to the Catholic seminary, try to find one Bible there. And I did my best. trying to find one Bible in the Catholic seminary. I never saw one Bible. And I came to the Catholic priest many times asking for a Bible. He said, Moses, don't go too far. You don't have to get involved in trying to learn the Bible because the Bible was wrote in Latin. If you want to learn the Bible, you have to learn Latin first. Don't take too long. I, I discovered... I find that there was also the Catholic priest had of five doors of there. They was not able to talk anything in, in, in Latin. They just say the mess. Just this. No more than this. And uh, one day they, they showed me the Bible. It was a, a huge like that. Heavy. A lot of pictures inside. And they put on a place like this. See that the children could not see, could not read, and nobody was interested in on that thing. But uh, the Bible was in Latin. How good it would be to me. I was on my way to hell. I came to my teachers many times asking for for, for a Portuguese Bible, and but uh, one time they, they they say to me, if you want to grow, if you want to stay here, in more maybe three or four years, we promise to you that we will give to you one Portuguese Bible. But I, this is they was just trying to keep it far from the word of God. And I decided to leave. I left the Catholic seminary. I came back to my house, to my home. And uh, my father, my mother, they was no excited about. But I came there. I said, "No, I don't want to live more in a Catholic seminary." And I was a teenager, and I said, uh, "No, I don't want. I, I don't want to stay." And my father said, "Boy, if you want to stay in my house, you had to get involved." My father, on that time, had established a gambling house. Do you know what the gambling houses, play cards and all this? We 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 have Italian blood. In South Brazil, it would be Italian blood or German blood like my wife. See, But uh, my father said to me, you had to help me. And there was a lot of things that I don't want to explain all this to you that we got involved because I don't want for nobody here get an idea like, like In order to have a good testimony, you had to do these things. And you had to get involved in these things. But anyway, uh, little by little, I got involved in drugs. And my mind was affecting. It took too much time. Less than one year, my mind was affecting. And uh, I was looking for hospitals. I was looking for friends. I was looking... To the Catholic priest, I went there one time asking for help and he said he know, well really he don't say nothing because he was drunk on the first time and uh, the second time he said come back again next day and I come back next day and he was known there but um, went to the hospitals the hospitals gave me some kind of help but was no good I was good just for two or three months, and this was all. And uh, looking, knocking doors, and I was on my way to hell. One day, one man from Paducah, Kentucky, Paducah, Kentucky, he came to the village, and he had a deal like, if I lead this guy to the Lord, all the village will follow him. And he came, he had a black book in his hand, and when I saw why I want to learn about the Bible, but uh, little by little, he was there, He teached, uh, the first time when he came, he said, I want to teach you how to drive a car, and I got involved, I was learning, I was doing my best to learn, but what he was looking for is just a time to be with me, with that Bible, and he was talking about the Bible, and he said, "Moses, you are in bad shape." Yeah. And I say, "Yes, I'm in bad shape." He said, "But I'm here to help you." And I asked how?" He said, "I have a friend that uh, his name is Jesus, and he is a doctor. He is, have a power. He have all that you are looking for to be free. And from that step he started to preach. And one day he said, "Come to the church." After many tribes, he said, Come to the church. And I said, Why I need to come to the church? He said, I am your friend. I spend time with you. And uh, I want for you to know what the service is. And I asked to the missionary, is gross going there also? He, he said, Yes, it's gross there. And I came, I came to, on that Wednesday night service. I took the last seat, and uh, I don't know why I took the last seat. I was non-Baptist on that time. <laughs> but, uh, and he was preaching about John chapter, chapter 8, verses 12, 32, and 36. I sit in my last seat, but my heart was with my friends that was outside waiting for me because on that time was time for carnival. And uh, before I went to the service, I said to my friends, you wait here, just wait for me, and we go to carnival. Carnival is a devil time of the year in Brazil, where the people have a freedom to do what they want to do. And I was waiting all year long. And uh, he was there. And the the preacher was preaching, little by little, this light come, coming from heaven was start to shine in my heart. I start to cry because I understood that I was a sinner. I understood that I was going to hell. I understood that there was no friends nowhere to help me. No friends to help me. And uh, I start to cry and asking God for forgiveness. The first time in my life, I repent of my sins. I confess all my sins. And I say, God, I'm here. God knows all the time that I was there. But I start to cry and preach. The pastor, the missionary that, that was preaching, he said, uh, he stopped the service. He went. There was few people on that night on the service. He went there, and he hugged me, and he was crying with me. He took the Bible there, and he led me to the Lord. And after I got saved, I knew that I was saved. Because peace came to my heart. There was no any desire to take my friends and go to carnival anymore. I understand that Jesus died for all my sins. And he paid all my sins. He paid. He paid. In one time. See? And uh, my friend that was waiting for me. And I came there. And I said, no, I don't want to go more. I want to stay here. I will stay here with the, the, the church. I will stay here with the, the pastor. And from that minute... I started to, like I said, one new life in Christ. But you see, my friend, from, uh, from that day, I started to work with the missionary that led me to the Lord. And I had a desire in my heart. I, my desire was coming to America. Oh, I took the Bible college. And the, but uh, I said to me, one day I'll be in America. Do you know why? Because I have a desire to know you to know people that was sent missionaries to Brazil, to any country. Because, do you understand? One million people in that city, place called Porto Alegre, in 1970. See? one million people. And the men came to that village, poor place. I'm talking about poor place. And he came to my house, my life, to my family. Finally, I got saved. My father got saved. My mother got, got saved. My youngest brother got saved. Because you gave to support missionaries. Because you had this love and compassion that Jesus had in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. verse 35 to 38. See? Jesus saw the multitude. And uh, with compassion, you saw me there. Do you know I pray, my friend, I pray that you continue to do more. I pray that you continue to send more missionaries. There in Brazil, my church, the church that we started, is doing the same thing like you. We have missionaries we don't have many missionaries like you have. We have 30 missionaries. But we support. We are sending missionaries. We support. We are helping to support missionaries in Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, uh, what more, in, in Portugal, in Spain. All these countries that speak Portuguese or, or Spanish, we are helping to support missionaries and uh, thank you for your missionary vision, thank you for what you did and uh, on that night when the missionary was preaching, the first thing that I understand after my salvation I understand that uh, I want to do the same thing I want to go to my friends I want to go to people in the village, I want to be a missionary See, my friend. Pastor Gordon Yoke. He was preaching on that night. About John. Chapter 8, 12. Where Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness. I was walking in darkness. He came to 32 and 36. Where Jesus also said. If the Son therefore shall make you free. You shall be free. What? Indeed. Indeed, the, see these people in Brazil, in my state, three thousand cities and villages, no missionaries, nobody's there preaching, they need to know the Lord. My friend, I came to America to preach in many churches. I preach here in Ohio, my mission borders in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, I preach many churches here, but um, <clears throat> for the time that I was preaching, I realized that how beautiful is the United States. How beautiful is this country? Yes, you have a poor people, but you have more rich people than poor people. You have highways going for all over. You have a beautiful American cars made in Hong Kong. see and <laughs> If you get hungry, you die the number. They'll bring food to your table here. See? And uh, you drive your car and on those highways, and you see the signs outside, on the outdoor. You look, next exit, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny, but, but you are happy people. Nice churches. Churches for all over. I know that it's Baptist church here in the United States for all over. I know that some of these churches non Baptist. They just use the name. But God is blessing you. God is giving you. But why God is giving you so much? Is because God wants for you to be, overall, one missionary country. We need revival right now in the United States. Oh, we were always looking for a revival. But now it's, it's unbelievable what's happening here in the United States. We need to be back to the bases. We need to do more. We, we need to get involved on missions. See? And I pray that God will give it to you this love and compassion for the souls. Realize that God gave. It's because God loves you. And God wants for you to be back to the Lord like uh, 34 years ago. But uh, let me say, I will close. Let me say this to you. People in Brazil, they are watching you here all the time. They talk about the United States. They talk how big and how good and how wonderful and how rich is the United States. They, they want to dress like you, they want to talk like you, they want to hear your music, they want to uh, watch, uh, watch your movies, because the first idea that uh, they, they think about the United States is Oh, they are rich country. They are Christian country. Everybody have a Bible. Everybody goes to the church. And this, that they think about you. And, uh, but also, my, my friend, if you, if you say that to be a homo, homosexual is good, is nice, is right, oh, they will agree with you. They will, they will support you. They will support you. If you kill your babies here in the United States, they will follow you. Because they, they understand that it's okay. It's good. You are doing. See? You are this country that uh, have more than anybody. And they say, well, let's follow the United States. But uh, this is the reason that I was talking about the revival. Revival that starts in our hearts. As a family, has a has a men's and 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 family to God, reaching those 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 people to God. Help us. Uh, we have in Brazil, in my ministry, and I, I I will say this because you are behind us for 1987. You are supporting us. You gave support. We start in Brazil, eight churches. We support our Bible college. We start our Bible college in support also. We start one rehabilitation center uh, for drug addicts. It's a big thing. It's big and nice thing there. That uh, this was possible because through all these years, you gave. A good support for us. And uh, do your best. I'm so thankful. And uh, I pray that. Like I said. I pray that you send. Oh if you're not able to send your pastor. You send somebody from the United States. To see the work there. Thank you very much. Lord bless you. And I promise to you. That next time that I come to the United States. My English will be better. Will be better. But at least I know how to say "Okay, dokie. Thank you, preacher. Thank you. Amen.
1: Amen.